Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Steven. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially grounded. As always, we'll be answering three questions submitted by you. You can submit your questions over at hwytpod at gmail.com or swing by patreon.com slash watcher. We also have a a YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash watcher (laughs) podcast. Today's topics are, oh, you're done there? Tough or tough orange. Sorry, I'm trying to peel an orange. Well, don't crunch. I picked an orange because it's quiet. Yeah. Today's topics you can't, are you can't crunch. Yeah. Today's and topics you have a, are a very crunchy bag too. A shrimp chips. What are mm. the topics? Today's topics are stress, making a shrine, and social distancing disagreements. Orange is so hard to get into. The whole point of orange is that they're easy to peel. Get a knife. I'm not gonna use a knife to open an orange. Okay, then don't get a knife. <sighs> Maybe I got, I got a pencil here. Oh no, <laughs> you're crazy. I apologize for all the, the listeners out there. I'll, I'll give a little play-by-play of what's happening because you can't see. Shane is grimacing <sighs> while it looks like he's Ugh. undressing an orange that has been rubber cemented oh, skin Jesus. on top. I got my in. He's using two hands, kind of around. peeling it, kind of like okay. a pickle jar. I'm back, sorts. baby. I'm back in the game. I hope there's no seeds in this, because if there... Whoa! Where'd that come from? What happened? It just leaked everywhere. Oh. I got orange juice all over my desk. <laughs> uh, should I start with the first question? Yeah. Oh, this is real. Yeah, let's leaked. get right into it. Yeah, last week we kind of spent a lot of time dilly-dallying before we got into the questions, but this week, let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, feel free to give me a fun name if you use this. All right, so I'll give you a fun name. I did not plan in advance, so I apologize for coming up on the spot, but your name's gonna be Orange Majuice. Orange Majuice. All right, or- I'm writing this down because I don't forget your name, Orange Majuice. Can't possibly uh, forget that. I'm writing today because I've been struggling with, a, with stress a lot recently. I have always been a stressful person but I think people misunderstand what I mean when I say that. I don't mean I worry about things constantly, overthink, or that I'm a flappy person. Instead, I just feel stress very physically. For example, waking up with unmanageable anxiety, feeling ill or sick, I get an eye twitch, and it really puts a toll on my body and is exhausting. The biggest problem I have is that because I don't constantly worry about things, I don't know how to combat the issue or calm myself down. My best guess at the moment is that going out now, lockdown, has started to ease in the UK, is causing a spike in my stress, but I don't actively feel worried about going out and feel fine when I am out there. How can I deal with stress when I don't know what is stressing me out? Do you guys have any special ways you manage stress that can help you calm down? Many thanks. In Switzerland, it is illegal to own just one guinea pig. This is because they are very social animals. However, I own one guinea pig as I adopted her from a rescue and was told she does not get along with other animals since she is a bully. Is that fact. their their sign off? Their goodbye fact. Okay, 
orange it, it, juice. Yeah. It was actually interesting because they pivoted from a fact to a fun factoid about themselves yeah. and then so crushing dollar facts there. Yeah, interesting. Mm. I had a guinea pig growing up and he was a wonderful little boy. His name was Trooper. Mm. I named him after the motion, the Paul Verhoeven film, Starship Troopers. He's great. He lived for a very long time. A, a wonderful animal, the, the guinea Social? pig. Social? Uh, yeah, you know... I've read that you should get a, a friend guinea pig, and a, he didn't have one. But I played with him all the time. We had fun. Took him out. We got to change. Got to run around the house. Change the term from social butterfly to social guinea pig. <laughs> well, that sounds mm. like you're being experimented on. Oh no! I guess guinea pig has that negative connotation. It does. Anyway, mm. um, this is comes from Orange Majuice, and you seem to to be stressed out, but you don't feel stressed out, but you feel it in your bones. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I think the first thing I would say, okay, is I would go to therapy if I were you. I don't know if you go to therapy already, but the first thing that people, that I tell people if they have, because I, by the way, speaking from personal experience, I actually deal with a lot of anxiety and stress in my uh, youth. Very stressed. I actually grinded my teeth so badly that when I was 13, my dentist said I had the teeth of a 40-year-old. Of a middle-aged man is what he said. So I've been I've been pretty stressed in my life. My dentist is crazy. Four decades of yeah. just steak eating, just grinding those teeth down. Was he like, have you ever seen uh, the actor Michael Caine? <laughs> <laughs> Your teeth look like they belong to him. Yeah, it was on the TV screen. Like they just had Michael Caine's teeth. On them. Um, yeah, so I I actually was really stressed as a kid, uh, and. You know, it, it got worse and worse uh, to the point where um, I actually went through a breakup. We talk about this a lot. Me and Ryan went through a breakup at mm. the same time. He was dating. We did. And then I started going to therapy because her last words to me were, just promise me you'll go to therapy. Holy and, moly. Oh, shit. Jeez yeah. Louise. And I had, I I had that. been a little... <laughs> uh, I, I, I only met her a couple of times, but I got to say, she was one freaky lady, man. Oh, <laughs> You've never we met her We got to stop before. calling She's, our... Uh, Steven and, 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 and my exes freaky ladies. That's just ladies. my blanket statement about all um, people's exes. That was one freaky yeah. dude, or that was yeah. a freaky lady, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> she, she was very nice. And she actually, it was very kind because I, I, I did make the promise. And then I went... And it changed my life. Like, um, yeah. I realized that I was feeling the stress inside of me, but I wasn't externally processing it. I wasn't speaking it out. And so it was just building up inside me. And then when I started to talk about it, it actually made things worse at first because I started to realize how much had been built up in me over the years. But by the time kind of a few months of therapy, I was able to start to like come out of them feeling like I was making progress. So it can feel like an up and down um, challenge there. So. I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to be able to give you therapy advice. Go to therapy is the first thing. But in my own personal life, I think when, I, when I've dealt with this with stress on my own, um, it helps. Well, first of all, it sounds like you kind of have, uh, have you heard of, have you guys heard of the empath before? The, uh, it's a term that's used to describe people with like a lot of empathy yeah. toward people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this person is an empath, but if, it sounds like you kind of are in, in a way that like you're stressed out about the way that humanity is being affected. Um, not just for yourself or other people. And that's just something that um, is a blessing and a curse in some ways because you just, you care and, and you can't stop from caring. A blur but at the same time, what? So you said it's a blessing and a curse. They call blessing that a, a blursing. A, oh, a blursing. Yeah. Oh, who's calling I think that's them? a technical term. No. R yeah, really. but if you search blursing on the internet, it'll, that'll come up. 
Sorry to derail. You're blursing. You're blursing. And uh, one yeah, thing that it up, has always helped me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, let, me, I, let me look at it again. I'm going to confirm. Oh, yeah, let me check this I have out. some go to hobbies. Wow, I'll go running. I'll play basketball. I'll read a book. Uh, one of my go to shows is The Office. I watch The Office if I'm stressed out. Um, those are mm. things that help calm me down, um, get your mind off of it. And um, I just. I would say, you know, pick up some of those and, and know know your fallbacks because they'll, they'll help. And um, I, I can't say it's different for different people. So yeah. you just have to kind of know that yourself. You know, this, this question is uh, also very, uh, uh, applies to me in a huge way as well. Uh, like Steven, I, uh, he was saying I went through a breakup, but that actually didn't uh, cause me to go to therapy. It was just like, after I'd fully recovered from the breakup, I was still having anxiety and stress issues. I've always been a very anxious person. Um, so I've actually been in therapy for the past three months. And like Steven was saying, it's a, it's tough. I'm still, it's still tough now. Uh, Cause it feels like, oh wow, there's all these problems that now have a light um, shown upon them. And it's kind of, you have to deal with them now. Um, so it, it's tough at first, but I'm starting to kind of like maybe see the light at the end of the tunnel. But I'm only doing that because I'm learning techniques about how to deal with the anxiety and the and the stress and i very much relate to you saying that uh it manifests physically because when i wake up um i have when i'm when i get really anxious it kind of starts to form this insane knot in my stomach um and I've, i i at first i thought there was something wrong with me like i was like oh shit i need to go see a doctor i think i have like an actual uh physical ailment here uh, and it turns out it was all just stress related and anxiety oh wow um, uh, and, and I figured that out by just doing things like breathing or, um, one of the things that w was very helpful that I learned in therapy and also for my girlfriend was like, if you just scan your body, like treat, pretend like there, you're, there's like an actual, like, like laser scanner going from your head to your toes. And, um, you could use that to find out the places that you feel the tension, but also more importantly, use that to find the places that you feel very relaxed. A lot of, for me, it's usually like my knees or my thighs. And if you focused on that one part of your body, magically, the part that feels very tense or you know uncomfortable will go away because your mind is now shifted to a part of your body that feels very uh, at ease and comfortable. And it works almost every time. Um, that along with breathing, I also started meditating, which is very helpful because meditation, I think a lot of people think meditation is about the idea that you don't, uh, of not thinking, when it's actually more the idea of controlling or being okay with your thoughts rather. Um, like realizing that thoughts come and go, they pass in and out, and just the observation of that movement so that you could allow them to pass through rather than having some just stick in your head and now you're you're stuck in like a, a bad negative thought storm. Um, meditation helps you kind of like recognize thought patterns so that you could just let them float by your head. Like a cloud passing. Exactly, like a cloud passing. You imagine like a blue sky um, and just clouds passing or like cars passing you on the road. Um, it's, 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 it's all like stuff that you have to, to train your mind and practice with, but it's very helpful for someone with a very anxious mind like mine. Oh, I'm trying to think by, of by the else. way, I forgot to mention my number one thing, which is journaling. I journal. Oh, I was just about thing. to get to that. Oh, yeah. This journaling. This, boy, this bad boy right here. This page is filled with private thoughts that no one will ever read. <laughs> just unless, numbers. unless it's all until numbers. your untimely death, in which case I always warn, I always worry about that. <laughs> If I were to die, if I were to walk outside the, on the street tomorrow and get hit by a bus, they'd find my journal. Do you just want full us to burn light. your journals, Ryan? If, if you guys are my pals, you will burn my journals, every last okay. page of them. 
Um, but what is it? Okay. I mean, what's in there? Tell us. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, just insane thoughts. Thoughts that you just need to get sure, out, sure, externalize. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel the, these feelings of anxiety and this tenseness and like, honestly, sometimes just like a, a sadness when I wake up. Um, and the, the, the best thing to do is just to focus on your techniques, get up, get moving. And it's just, it's not about like getting rid of it. It's about managing it. Um, and once you kind of like lean into that idea, it gets a lot easier. Cause it's like, you're never going to make it fully go away, but you can learn to live with it and, uh, not try and like cure it or trap it. I don't think I have any, any advice for this one. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not a very anxious person. I do. If I've had like bounce of, I've had little things here and there, but it's usually very situational and I can point at something and say like, well, it's that, you know, it's not more of a general thing. So listen to Ryan and Steven. <laughs> That's my advice. Well, I'm, I am curious because I think, I, I think there's something to be said about your mentality in the way that you see the world and how that affects your, like how you manage your stress. Some I people have that ability. That's how they're wired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I tend to minimize my stress a lot. If I think about 20 years from now, is this thing going to bother me? Or, you know, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, this is, this is old hat. We've covered my methods here. <laughs> yeah, I tend yeah. to, I tend to <laughs> always sort of figure like, well, I guess it's not the end of the world. Uh, and if it feels like it is, then I assume that'll pass at some point. Uh, or I'll die, and then nothing will matter anyway. Uh, I will so. also say though, you have a proclivity towards calmness, though. Like you're, like I you're do. Neuro I've always been a very neurologically calm a calm person. Yes. Where some people may not be able to do that. So, like, if they were to try and just like kind of minimize or no, and uh, yeah, think I'm saying it's it not exist. That's why I'm saying I probably don't have advice because the people out there who are like me, who tend to be calmer and like anxiety is not as much of an issue for them. They don't need any advice from me. <laughs> like, I've always thought like it would be interesting because it's, uh, it's, I think it's more of a generational, our generation and maybe Gen X before us are the, are the generations that embraced therapy on more of a sort of holistic level in a sense. And that like, oh, this, level, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, because, it, I mean, even if you look at stuff like from the 90s, it, it was always like more of a thing like, oh, he's going to therapy. Like it was like, a, <laughs> like you go there to fix something specific about yourself. Whereas, yeah. whereas it's, it's, it's now more seen as more of a, not necessary, but it's, it's a, a overall therapeutic thing that is just for better mental health across the board. It's um, for people who are curious also yeah. who just want a better understanding of how their brain works which is yeah. never a bad thing i think it's also i'm curious to, to know if because i think it was a little less de-stigmatized in the midwest as well like when i lived there i'm wondering yeah. if, if there's any difference between like here in california you know where things are a little uh <laughs> You know, it, here, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it was stigmatized um, on two levels too though. It was stigmatized yeah. on like, oh, this person is crazy because they're going to therapy. Yeah. Or but on the other end it was also stigmatized towards like uh it wasn't seen as very masculine to well, try yeah, and for sure. figure out what your emotions were. Um yeah. which luckily those were there's a departure from both of those things now. But um Yeah. Um and I've, I mean, I have I mean there's been moments in my life where I have had anxiety and like Steven, I think like even Probably the top of the quarantine, 
I think it was a little higher than normal because I actually did start grinding my teeth recently and I had to get like a, a little guard that I put oh, in nice. now. Mm, um, yeah. Makes sense. And I would notice, like I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd feel like really tense and I'd be like, oh, and maybe that's just how my mind, it's possible that my mind is like, <laughs> if throughout the day I'm like, hey, you know what? It'll be okay. I probably go to sleep and my mind's probably like, nothing's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now now's the time we grind. Um, it, your but, mind turns into Larry David. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And and there was specific. There was a period where I was like, okay, I am feeling more stressed than normal. And I, I did. I don't know. You know, it's for me. It's just always been like more. Like I just try to find more time to sort of unplug or walk or. Yeah. Uh, like this is all very hammy but uh like i'll listen to like classical music or just find ways that sort of uh slow down the world a little bit um yeah but yeah you know there's no one fix for anybody no uh but certainly therapy is probably a a good place to start I'm trying to think of what, there's one more thing i have here that i'm trying to say i want to say concisely because like it's it's similar to what shane was saying Shane, I will say, has like a neurological disposition towards being a calm person. But myself, mm-hmm. I always thought I had that. And uh, I learned in therapy that was not the case because I would, uh, your brain's not really able to decipher what is a positive emotion or a negative emotion. So what I would do in the past was I would just shut out negative emotions and uh, any kind of anxiety or fear, or any of that stuff, I would just shut it out. But by doing that, I was also robbing myself of a lot of positive emotions because it just shuts off everything. Mm. So that's the danger of doing that. Um, mm. And even though it sucks at first because now you're letting in a bunch of negative emotions, you are also opening yourself up to a lot more joy, which also leads me to say, to I guess advise you that uh, sometimes it's not about getting rid of the anxiety in the moment or the bad thought. Sometimes it's about just feeling it and letting it happen and then having it pass on by. And that kind of sucks, but it is something you might have to do sometimes and just sit with it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really good advice. And I think that just leads to, I mean, that's identifying the root cause of the problem. Like your stress is a symptom of something probably deeper and what you're saying is you don't know what it is, but maybe you just gotta do a little digging. Like just go down there and find out what's going on. It's a symptom. And it, unlike Trump, who seems to think that if you don't test, you're all good. Nah, that logic does not work. <laughs> Fucking get uh, it, Steven. <laughs> yeah, I don't wanna spend, if I, if I go after Trump on this, well, this will never end, but. Um, Fucking body that yeah. dude. And therapy has never been more readily available than it is today, especially with online therapy. I see my therapist online. Uh, there's be- there's places, this isn't sponsored by BetterHelp, but BetterHelp also offers like online therapy at a reasonable cost. Um, is that an app? It is. Or is it a, oh, okay, nice. Yeah, there's a lot of different apps out there now. So it's, it, there's not Ryan, really a reason to be afraid uh, anymore. Yeah. Ryan, have you always done it uh, via like mobile or or has, no, was, was that just a result of the, the pandemic? I started in person, actually, I started a week before the pandemic started, coincidentally. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so wow. I saw I imagine this guy, week two, you just being like, ay, ay, ay. Well, yeah, I'm I bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw that guy two times in that first week. Yeah. And then after that, it was all digital, which I was glad because I do like the face-to-face thing. But to even decide that I was gonna go with that guy who I went with, I did face and uh, I did video calls with six other therapists beforehand because every therapist will allow you a one free consultation to just see if you kind of like like, audition. Yeah, you could vibe with them and they'll 
and so it's free. And then after that, if you want to do a second one with that person, then you have to pay for that one. So I got to him through video and face uh, or in, uh, in, in voice anyway. So like it wasn't too much of a departure, which I think is a, like a, uh, people don't realize that you can try a bunch of them out for free um, by just calling. And if you want to run up a good racket, just keep trying out different ones for free. Sure, they won't get to know you. <laughs> But and they won't give you I, consistent advice. <laughs> yeah. My brother was is always good. I remember at one point he had subscribed. You know how you go to like, you know, an Arby's and you give them your birthday and join their little club or whatever and you get a free meal, you know, yeah. a free little treat when it's your birthday. He uh -huh. did that at like a bunch of different restaurants <laughs> all over town, like a week apart. So that every week throughout the year, he could just get a just free food from from a different restaurant. Wow, it's pretty clever. Your brother did this. Yeah, that I that mean, is the most uh, Midwest did, thing I've ever heard. Absolutely, I love it. I love it. But thanks for writing. Oh, yeah. We hope uh, we wish our best to that person. I don't even remember their name now. Orange Majuice. Orange Majuice. Orange Majuice. Uh, yeah. Hope hope you find a solution there. Next question. Who's up next? You. What? That's right. This is about making a shrine, and it's from uh, Mansi Lagruveno. That's L-A-G-R-U-V-E-N-E-A-U-X. There's a forest near my house where it is common for people to make nature art slash shrines, and I would love to create my own. Any ideas on what I could add to it? I want to make it creepy, or at the very least, unnerving. So far, I've made a clay face that I plan to fire this weekend. If you want, mm. I'll send pictures when I finish it. Love you guys, and cre creep up the great... <laughs> She's, they said keep up the great work. Mm -mm, but I, mm -mm. I, I stumbled creep over up. it. Creep up, yeah. Good, creep up good. the good work. Uh, from I'm glad Nancy you polished that one. <laughs> Um, this is a this is fun. I thought this was fun, and obviously, Mansi, please do send updated pics as you continue to add to this shrine. I'm thinking about what to put here, and I think the number one key ingredient. Well, I guess first, maybe I want to understand the root of this shrine or the aim of the shrine. It says I want to make it creepy or at least unnerving. So. Mm. I like that because it seems like they're trying to inspire some local lore. Yes. Because I don't know about you guys. I had some some very small like parks and forest preserves by me growing up. And there were definitely parts of the forest preserve where people would like leave stuff behind and it would look like a like a weird little shrine. I remember there was a, a tree stump uh, that looked like it had devil like devil markings all over it. And I can bet you it was just some some teens, some teens having fun, trying to huh. scare little little boys and little boys like me. Pretty run of the mill though, right there, devil marks. Oh yeah, for sure, run of the mill devil marks. These yeah. devil marks were nothing new, but you know, as as youngsters, we were like, "That's a devil. Mm. I'm that's a devil out here." Um, yeah. I would say the number one key ingredient is hair. I think hair is good. Um, I think it's still missing the mark, though. It's not unsettling. You don't think unsettling? hair in the woods hair is unsettling? Is, hair no, in the here's woods? The thing. For me, unsettling is something that obviously wasn't created to spook me. Uh, yeah. It's something that it needs to be have something that has 
Unsettling to me is basically you're stumbling upon a story that's weird that clearly came to an end and you can't figure out where or it still has an end. Okay, wait, okay, now hang on a second. A briefcase full of hair. That's pretty good. I was thinking more along the lines of you should set up a full uh, table and dining set in the woods with food on it as if someone was just about to start eating and just leave it. That's not bad. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. And then people would stumble upon it and and be like, yeah, one bite on it as if they saw something and had to run away. Uh, Maybe some footprints leaving from it. Like create a little story. So people well, I suppose now. That's not uh, a shrine, but that's more of a. Uh, well, she said like art. A, that's almost so. like a art. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Yeah. yeah art. Yeah. Yeah. That is like an art installation at that point. It's sculpture, exactly. essentially. Because if you stumble upon that, you're like, oh, it looks like there was four people here. Yeah. It looks like one of them saw something. One of them enjoyed the cheesecake. But all four of them looks like they got out of here in a hurry because these footsteps look kind of scattered. I wonder. Yes. And then if you want to add to it, then you could put the briefcase with hair somewhere along the line of the footsteps. I do like that. It's pretty good. I know this is an unimportant detail, but I'm wondering what kind of hair you're putting in this briefcase. Your own. Not... Yeah, the hair okay. could be a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> you could combine your clay face with this installation. You have the footsteps lead into like a, like a cave of sorts, and then you have the face and pictures of every, like sketches that look exactly like that face all over the walls as if somebody was obsessed with this face and then people So now you're think, now well now at this point you're essentially saying that they should create an entire ARG or like a mist type game for this person except it wouldn't go on beyond this it would just be unresolved forever cuz now it's starting to sound like when you play like you know like uh, Fallout or BioShock and you walk mm-hmm. around and you read little clues and you hear those audio journals where it's like a doctor being like, I, I ran out of patience, so I started experimenting on my wife. Maybe. You know? I, look, I don't know, would, I don't know the legality read, of this. Would you, read, would you leave audio logs, Ryan? I would not. I would just okay. leave the table and I would leave the clay face as well as uh, sketches and drawings that looked like that face to make it seem like this person was obsessed with that face and maybe that face was sitting at the table who knows um and if you want to add bonus points i don't know about the legality of this but if there's a neighbor who lives near you in these woods make it look exactly like them uh oh yikes yeah that that could be bad that could be bad but it could be also great but here in this situation you're essentially talking about (laughs) manufacturing an urban legend exactly that's good. Thinking about the lore of this, I guess more so. So, yes, thinking about the lore and building a rich narrative here is probably more interesting than hair. Um, mm, probably. So I'm gonna, I'll give that to Ryan. Stephen, I'm curious what you, Stephen, you grew up near in Ohio, around Ohio. That seems like a shrine-heavy state. Uh. I didn't come across many shrines. No weird things in the woods? Definitely some weird stuff, but I I don't really have much for this question, to be honest. Any any strange bones? If you want a shrine that's creepy, that's that's up to Shane Ryan territory. If you want a shrine that's, like, cool or fun, come to me. No, no, wait, Stephen. Well, let's no, hear that. Let, let's hear that. Stephen, I want to tap into your proclivity for 
for uh, I mean, look, you let's let's not mince words. Uh, you peed on your friend's clothes. True. It's true. True. Okay. So let's that. say uh, you know what. Let's say your friend has done you dirty, and they happen to live near a forest oh. preserve. And they go on walks through the forest preserve every day. Right. And they've said to you, and keep in mind, they did you dirty. They right. did you so And they've dirty. said to you, What, what did they do to me, though? Um, that they peed, uh, they peed in your car. They peed on your oh. precious Tesla. On your right precious, into the, on your precious oh. Tessie. Oh. <laughs> right into the cushions. And they've told you, well, the only way anyone would ever really get under my skin is if I saw something uh, or, or scary shrine in the woods. Mm. And now's your mm. moment. Okay, here's what I would do. We, got, we primed him. <laughs> you got it. You yeah. got it from me. I would, when they're sleeping, this could be the most phone. messed. This could be the most messed up thing we've ever heard. Sneak into their apartment, take their phone. I obviously know their code because I was watching them plug it in last time we were hanging out. Sure, sure, sure. Your Go friends. through the yeah, entire yeah. camera roll and print out photos from the camera roll all the way, all the way back, just like everything. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then just put those in photo albums and just kind of spread them out everywhere. Maybe leave a little bit of a pee on some of them. Hair? No. Wait, you pee, not, you'll pee on some of them? I mean, if we're going to go... Steven Signature, I guess I got to pee on that. Steven Signature sauce. You got to pee on the photo albums, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'd probably find some messed up photos, so that would be on the cover of all of them. So, This is yeah. twisted. That's pretty twisted. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty messed up, right? I don't know if I would do that. I'm trying to no, think of, I like, know you as a human being wouldn't do that. But think about how I, violating that is, though. If somebody went through your camera roll yeah, and, like, of course. see, that's, that's, a, that's a bit much. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like the way you got to think about it is if you're going into the woods if you saw this would this scare you or not like you could do something simple I have another one this this is even more simple if you don't want to do the, the dining room set you could find uh, pick one neighbor in your neighborhood find out how many people live there and make a stick figurine version of their house and then stick figures of the people who live there and just have it uh -huh. sitting there and that's it that's all but you need how, how detailed are you getting on the stick figures because if there's let's say it's there's four people in the family probably <laughs> a bunch just, of houses with then four. just just four stick figures out laying out front in the grass as if they're you know deceased and hmm. then uh the house that looks exactly like their house kind of like i want that house kind of thing what if you just put a bunch of meat out there huh rotten meat and hair think about that no no i don't know about that okay yeah. It sucks that someone dropped their meat. But it would, it, but it would be so much meat that it was clearly not an accident. It's just well, meat a, everywhere. Well, now there's just a waste of food at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about a mannequin with meat stapled to it just all over? That's ham. I mean, that's it's, definitely it's unnerving. Ham yeah. and hair. Huh? Well, like, like bacon or like slices of big ham. Sure. Yes. Yeah, a okay. mannequin oh. with uh, a, a printer, uh, a printer printout of someone's face taped onto the to the face of the mannequin. Yes, and then all the meat stapled on it is also strange. Yuck! I don't like this one oh. bit. Something to think like about. It. Um, it is something to think I'm, about. I'm mostly interested to see some updates about this and see where this person goes with it. Um, yeah. I mean, Obviously, you know, maybe be more lighthearted with it and, you know, still explore some sense of narrative and build a rich lore. But I guess it doesn't have to be the most overtly creepy thing in the world. Uh, 
anyway, uh, keep in touch. Send us updates. We'd love to see some photos. Um, and we'll hopefully check back in with you uh, in a future installment of Are we Shrine doing Watch. those? Are we going to do, like, um, update episodes? Should we I'd do love nothing more. I'd love to. Uh, okay, so if you've been answered before, send an update email, and we can maybe have, like, a special update episode. Yes. Uh, and I, in I always the, love those. In the subject line, just all caps, update, so that we yes, catch it. it. Yeah. Well, our final question. This comes from a, I'm not sure if this person wants to be anonymous. This is from Patreon. They said my name is blank. So I feel like that's a clear indication that they don't mind their names being mentioned. That's true. That's true. All right, here we go. Here's what you do. Hey guys, my name is Chelsea. My friend is having her bachelorette weekend next month at month at a lake about three hours outside of town. I half expected it to get canceled or postponed due to the pandemic, but alas, it is still happening. The plans include bars and public pools where obviously social distancing will be impossible. I am not comfortable with attending given that the pandemic is still very much happening. How do I tell my friend this without hurting her feelings? I'm always aiming to please everyone, which is why this is weighing on my mind. Love everything you guys do and keep up the great work. Thank you. Mm. Oh boy! Wow, that's a spicy oh. one. That's a spicy one. Look, as uh, as a people pleaser myself, I, I I get your struggle here. Uh, however, I think this goes beyond that. This is very much into the realm of public safety, um, and just being a, a good human at this moment. So I do think that you uh, one you should tell her uh, I'm not comfortable with this, and maybe would you consider uh making this more pandemic friendly you know i i guess you don't have to cancel the bachelorette weekend maybe make it outdoors in someone's backyard with some distance between you guys or just postpone it sometimes things got to get postponed now um I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here but i guess one you could tell her your concerns and then you could say uh respectfully if uh if it's still going on uh i'm still very happy for you and your wedding but I cannot attend uh, because of the danger to myself, but also the danger that I would be putting on to others at this, uh, by, by attending. That's what I would do uh, just because I would be thinking about uh, the possible lives at stake after the fact, which would override whether or not I hurt my friend's feelings. Steven, you're that's, shaking your head. That's just me. What's uh, that? Sorry, no, just, I hate this question. I don't like this. I don't like this problem one bit. Don't like it. Well, you know, it is, uh, I'm sure, something that many people are dealing with right now. Hopefully not be. too many people, because you would hope people have more common sense than to... Uh, <laughs> I think, so. I, I thought, I mean, I guess they don't, right? Like, Well, no, according to the graphs that I'm currently looking at, boy, are they uh, vertical. It's um, not just us either. You know, in London, there was a video of thousands of people standing side by side uh, at the in the bar scene. It's not great. Uh, uh, well, I'm not sure, one, if they have brought it up to the person, because it sounds like they were like, well, I thought this was going to be canceled. Seems like it's not canceled. How do I get out of this without hurting their feelings? Like Ryan said, yeah. I would not be concerned about hurting feelings here because this is quite literally a matter of possibly life or death not only for you but for if this is a gathering of numerous people several other people uh would be collateral damage here 
So, uh, you know, I'd say that. Maybe start by saying, hey, I, I'm i uncomfortable with this, and I think yeah. you should perhaps postpone it uh, until, you know, maybe this is all settled down in six and a half years. Uh, <laughs> and if there's pushback on that, then, I, like, I frankly would start to sort of lay into them. <laughs> like, if, if there's a person out there who is prioritizing their bachelorette party over the safety of their friends and their friends' friends uh, to the point where people could yeah. die. And their friends' relatives, their friends, you know, yeah. loved ones. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, well, I hear you. <laughs> I get what you're saying about how you think it's fine for my family members to die. Uh, no, I'm not going to, I'm, I wouldn't entertain it at all. Uh, it's like friend breakup material, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would be, I would go scorched earth on this person. And I understand maybe they're close to you, but if they're really digging their heels in on this, yeesh. That's yeah, rough. I, I, I get the other side of the argument is probably like, well, everyone has different comfort levels, which is true in, in the sense that you could adhere to your own comfort level and be like, well, I'm just not going to attend that. And you know what? Maybe by you doing that, other people in the party will also feel uncomfortable and then go, yeah, I don't know about this either. And then not attend. You should only do what you're comfortable with. And if you're not comfortable going to this, I think that's number one, obviously do not go to this. And yeah, number two, that, yeah. <laughs> even if you are comfortable with it, don't do it. <laughs> that's, that's and then number two is uh, then voice your concerns to this person because uh, quite literally because it could be the last thing they hear. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of time for uh, sugarcoating here yeah, for I, this one. I don't have much to add here. Um, <laughs> we're we're pretty uh, down the line worry. on this one about their feelings no this is and maybe we can talk about this i don't get how this virus has become so uh, politicized po yeah. politicized and just like okay the other day i was like why are people so anti-mask so i went down a rabbit hole trying to find out more really couldn't find out much other than that um it, a lot of people are saying that it's a conspiracy by certain politicians and they're just trying to take down Trump and I don't get it. But what? I don't Yeah, How could they possibly get it on Trump who says that the masks don't work and doesn't wear one? I just how, like cracking my this brain. This is controversial, but I think he's a smart guy. Uh, he's really, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's real. real. No. Well, he knows what he's doing because there's no well, way that's intelligence in the white house is not sharing with him all of the risks that he is incurring by making decisions well of course he knows the risk he had people sign waivers that he wouldn't get sued if they got yeah. the virus at the indoor right. rally that's not exactly being able uh, giving yourself plausible deniability there like oh i had no idea it was that dangerous but sign this waiver because <laughs> you never know it's a it's, it's an interesting thing the virus doesn't care who you voted for or what side of the aisle you sit on, it's going to kill you if you yeah. don't uh, take proper precautions. Right. Really not much more than that. Uh, I'm, so. I'm just exhausted about talking about COVID. I mean, that's why I'm just like... Well, it's it, exhausting. That's why. It's I, awful. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> wear your masks, guys. So that's, all you know. that's all you know. If you get anything from this podcast, wear your masks. 
Uh, if you have to go out. You guys want to see what I I made a nice little, I took an un, unsolved t-shirt and I made a little nice. mask out of oh, that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I have so that many masks cool. now. Yeah. So fun. You know, it's fun to buy masks. They're cheap. You can really it accessorize is. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing about this event. Okay. Let me try to ha- provide some helpful advice to your friend. When you're starting to interact with many people, I mean, Korea has done such a good job maintaining this or managing this virus. And they actually were able to trace a few hundred people getting the virus to one person's night out in Itaewon. Yeah. One person. And so you think about the transmissibility, is that even the word, the transmission, the way that the virus moves, if it can go from yeah. one to a few hundred in one night, um, that's more than likely gonna happen here in a country, I don't know if you're in the States, but I'm guessing in a country where there is no control over this thing whatsoever. I mean, everybody obviously has different levels of comfortability in terms of what they can can and can't do right now, but the lowest level should always be wearing a mask. Uh, I, I the, the lowest level can't be like, ah, oh, just pretend it doesn't exist, <laughs> which is, this podcast what, uh, is also going, going to bars. Up. This podcast is going up in a week or two. Uh, <laughs> We don't know where things are going to be then. Certainly right now, uh, things are skyrocketing and Mm -hmm. it's wild to me. Like I, I honestly, and you know, people have taken different approaches to this and now it's just now the way things are skyrocketing again, I'm like, well, it's, it's getting to the point where this is worse than it's ever been at any point during the pandemic. So it's, it's strange that people's attitudes toward it are easing up. Cause I'm like, part of it is fatigue, obviously. Cause it's just right. like, ugh, you know, yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's mind numbing. Um, I mean, and testing is also more widely available. So people are taking calculated risks and you know, whatever. It's fair, I suppose. Um, so, Would you rather be so, tired or dead, though? <laughs> I'd rather be tired. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not like, yeah, you, you probably have a lower likelihood of dying. But when all the young people are spreading it amongst each other, that's when it yeah, gets to crazy. the people who are at risk and who are elderly. Yeah. And yeah, it was the so thing this weekend of like people, of in, people in like, uh, I don't know, it was like Miami or Florida or Michigan or somewhere. It was just like, you know, I've. I've seen people out on beaches and I'm like, well, I still would never in a million years do that. But at least like on a beach, you're, you know, a good 30 feet away from other people. But then they show like (laughs) videos of people who are like at Kenny Chesney's beach Lubathon where (laughs) where it's just like, (laughs) like 500 people in a 12 by 12 foot space, like just like writhing. And I'm like, what is who? People making choices out there. They are People making, making choices. choices. What are you gonna do? Mm. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you oh, gonna do? You that music. <laughs> anyway, that talk funny. to your friend. Maybe convince them to not have that bachelorette party. Um, and certainly don't go to it. Try yeah. your best to get through to them. It's and... not the best time for bar hopping. I think that's the most confident I've ever been in any kind of advice I've ever given on this show. Yeah. Right now not the greatest time to go bar hopping. And if or Ryan Beergara is saying that, oh, you yeah. know it's dire. Because you know, Beergara has been dormant for quite some time now, and That's he would right. love to go out and uh, see the sunshine. But yeah. unfortunately, I have to lock him in the shed that he resides in, in my brain, uh, yeah. until this is all over. After the quarantine is over, he's going to rise from the from underneath the ground like it <laughs> and start feasting on suds. <laughs> 
man. <laughs> Every liquor store in LA will have to lock their doors and batten down yeah. the hatches because Beer be Gara is coming. Hi, Joji. <laughs> Beer Gara is coming and hell's coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a fun final note to end things on here always fun we we really nailed uh, structuring these questions to uh, land on a fun topic you know what it's a it's it's always when else could we say we may have saved some lives here you know that's true save some lives lifesavers heroes (laughs) do we have a moment to get back into the question oh yeah do you have more to add well I'm just wondering let's say that this person really doesn't want to hurt this person's feelings and the friendship is really important to them and you know let's say like how do they approach the conversation if it's like because we kind of dismiss them as like this well yeah but here's the thing that i'm saying is that the fragility of this friendship uh the circumstances of the collateral damage that could be a fallout from this person walking on eggshells around this person for the sake of salvaging the friendship could literally kill people (laughs) is Mm. so that's why i'm saying like approach it in a way that is like hey i understand this is important to you like try try to do it in a way that could salvage the friendship and if they are really digging their heels and that's when it's time to be like i don't know how else to tell you this (laughs) and then also the tough love has to come in Right? I also I think every friendship should be able to withstand a tough conversation, That's true. especially a tough conversation that has uh, life or death circumstances. And if, if mm-hmm. the friendship can't uh, withstand that, then you got to reevaluate that. <laughs> and I yeah. and I do think that if you talk to this person, they may be a little upset, but they'll probably understand where you're coming from. They're not going to be like, "What are you talking about? What's coronavirus?" Yeah, <laughs> they're not gonna, like they're going to understand <laughs> yeah. why you're bringing it up. Unless so. they're like a QAnon person who is just like so far removed from reality that maybe I don't know. step away. Uh, I like the way you said it, though, Shane. Tough love. Because it Tough does love. imply that you want to still share it in a way that shows that you care about this person, that you're trying to be patient and not just saying it to, to, sh- yeah. to strike judgment on them. And Ryan's Ryan's point was great, too. Like if if this is a great friend of yours and this is a great friendship, then they should be able to see that you have their best interests in, um, you know, not wanting them to be a a murderer. So Uh, speaking of which, Ryan, Ryan, um, the tank tops don't work. I love (laughs) there's some tough love for you. (laughs) And you could, you could say that, you could say that to the cows come home. I'm wearing these tank tops (laughs) all day, every day, baby. Uh, uh, I love it. (laughs) Uh, Midwest rise up, wear masks. And if you don't, you get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Imagine yeah. if Corona was a, a person with like a katana, and they would only kill people who weren't wearing masks. Everyone would be wearing a mask. It just, that's it's a good. That's more a, tan- That's good. It's more tangible to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh fuck, I gotta put my mask. On. <laughs> Guy's yeah. gonna cut oh, me in half. <laughs> oh shit! Should have called it. Here comes here the comes virus. <laughs> like something yeah. that would have made you like. They marketed it wrong. Yeah. Anyways, well, hey! that does it for this episode. Of, anyway, uh, Ryan, thanks again do. for wearing a tank top. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you'd like to submit questions for future episodes or updates, if we've uh, answered your question in the past, swing it on over to hwydpod at gmail.com. Yes. 
uh, or patreon.com slash watcher or youtube.com slash watcher podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else, guys? No, I think that's it. All right. Wear a mask. That's it. Wear a Wear mask. mask. Wear a mask. <laughs> or Corona Man's going to come get you. Corona <laughs> you Man. Have. You just hear the shing of his sword being unsheathed. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I forgot it at home. Corona I swear man. to God, there's one at home. There's one. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, see you next week, everybody. See you. Bye. Bye.